Kind of weird that they. Nah, that's the dog, yeah. People just wander, as you've seen. Like the, the doors are like kind of like open door policy here. So we're just like kind of yeah, I basically in. met everyone on my way in. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, honestly, I came I don't in. Know who that I was, went like, downstairs and I was like, hmm. And then I went upstairs. And by the time I got upstairs, it was locked. So. Yeah, she. I know that lady was part of the candles or the. Um, there used to be this little unit that made bracelets or like arts and crafts for like at risk youth, and then they would sell it, and that was kind of like they're like. And after school, like community service kind of thing, or something along that line. Nice. So there's always kids in there making stuff. So she runs that. But there was uh, next models, and they're moving out. So I don't mind putting them on blast here. But oh, okay. What the hell? <laughs> here one, we go. One, one here Saturday, we, we go. here. We're all like hanging out, and they're the only ones that like they they never have the door open, or they're never there, right? So I just mm-hmm. wanted to introduce myself. So I literally popped in. I was like, "Hey guys, like I'm your neighbor down the like." down the hall just wanted to say hi i'm ricky like we're actually in the middle of an interview do you mind like closing the door and like leaving i was like oh my what? bad you're like okay honest mistake they could have just been like hey hey nice to meet you cool we're actually in the middle of something they kicked you out yeah i didn't even fully walk in i just like popped my head and i was like hey guys like i'm ricky down the hall and it was just like rude i guess they're not a pal that, that, no. yeah <laughs> and ricky was so excited when he moved in here because he saw that when we got this face on model company next door oh yeah, yeah. ricky yeah. was fired up about that one Heck but i yeah. guess i guess it didn't work out Guess it did not work out. Yeah, we've uh, we've had some like we're in, the, the office space we're in is a bit in flux right now. Like we we have a new like landlord or owner or something, and it's a whole thing. Like yeah, we really got, got lucky with the space. People probably a lot of people probably know this already. We found it on Kijiji. Oh no when, way! Yeah, and I was telling you before we got it for our startup and for the for the podcast. We didn't really need it at the time because we were a remote startup and we couldn't really justify it with the podcast. We were making any money, mm-hmm. and we're back to not making any money. <laughs> yeah, so we're really kind of in a hard, rock and a hard place here. <laughs> but uh, it worked out. We ended up making it work, whatever. And we got we found it for like a really good price. It was like I said on like the last page of Kijiji. We came and saw it. We got it. And then it was like, like a 24 hour thing. Like George found it, came to see it, called me. He was like, you have to come see this now. It's either going to be sick or you're going to be murdered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, basically <laughs> like it was the pictures look, it made it look like a loft. Like it did it justice. So I was like, okay, probably cool. And then I walked in, I was like, okay, it feels like a creative space, which you can kind of tell. Um, I guess a view of the CN tower and it's like, it's yeah. nice and open. It's quiet on weekends. So like when we host a podcast or when we have like, you know, if we come here and drink after the park or we, you know, before we go out after the Sunday brunch, uh, yeah. yeah, it's a good hosting space. There's not a lot like we don't get bothered much. Multifaceted. But yeah. yeah. I should have um, brought a housewarming gift. I'm sorry. No, you've been here. Yeah. Waters. Been here like yeah. <laughs> yeah. Waters. Honestly. Yeah. You I'll bring brought, a six yeah. pack of beer next time. No, we have beer. <laughs> we have beer. Do we somewhere. have beer still? Yeah. I think down on the bottom. We used, to be here a lot, we used to be here a lot more often because of the startup, but like now we're in here like once, twice, three times a week maybe, and we just like order what's needed, but then usually we have like full waters and coffee and everything off for our guests. We didn't this time. You got the short end wow. of the stick. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's been nice being here. I said I'm going to politely go. Yeah. But anyways, it's... Uh, it's nice. It's I nice. like it. It's, it's got some place. good vibes. Yeah, it does. Like I mean, it's, it's cozy in its home now, it's right? Like, great couch. Great couch. Love the look we of this couch. The, the nice artwork. We got Eli's artwork done. And so it's just, yeah. it's, it, it's cool. It's home yeah. now. So now we have to bite the For bullet sure. and pay the 20% increase in our rent. And <laughs> yeah. Now we don't even have a sponsor anymore. So it's like, yeah, it's tough. It's a very expensive tough, hobby right now. Times are tough. Yeah. Very Times expensive hobby. Yeah. It, anyways, we'll make do. Um, it's been a long time since we caught up. Obviously. I know. So how do you guys know each other? From like way back, like yeah. grade six, we met. Who wants to tell a story? 
Oh, really? <laughs> oh, okay. Is there a big I, story here or something? <laughs> am I the first ex-girlfriend on the pod? Oh my god! Yeah, Maybe. yeah. Am I from like grades literally six? Like, yeah. Uh, did we <laughs> like? Yeah, like never had any exes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, we, so you guys, yeah, you guys held we're, hands, we're walked best around friends. Yeah. yeah, George was much. the first one that I first boy I ever kissed, held oh. hands oh, with. I'm gonna turn red here now. Wait, Holy you, shit! You we, went to gra- we went to graduation. No, never yeah, yeah, that never happened. On the cheek, it was on the cheek. Yeah, yeah. No, but we go, yeah, way back. We go way back. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Poor credit, junior high. Junior high. Yeah, Mississauga, and then our families are close. Like throughout the years, our Dad's remained golf buddies. And oh, no way. Yeah, so we've always like So there was connected. like back, back yeah. in like, I guess, junior high. It was junior high, right? Six, seven, eight. Gus, junior high. Mm-hmm. Um, the two of us and then Jackie were like kind of friends, um, which is interesting. They were like super athletic and I was like the, 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 the little try-hard kid who wasn't super athletically built but really had the heart. Fun fact, I won the manager of the year award. So I didn't win the athlete <laughs> yeah, of the year. Yeah. I won the manager of Wait, the year. Yeah. What grade did you win manager of the year? I think grade seven. It I still was, have it. It's on my shelf really? still. I swear to God. Bro, it's basically a participation medal at this point. Yeah, but I told you, I every step, like every step of schooling, I made the teams. Like I still made the teams because of my commitment to like trying hard. Like I was a good, I was a good yeah. team guy. Yeah. Good motivator. And like Giorgio's brought the jokes to the group. <laughs> our little you have to be funny for fat you know friend tree <laughs> okay, that's, fair, that's true fair. but no. anyways uh yeah and we i remember it was like i think it was grade seven we went to that what's that camp that we got we all went to some leadership camp yeah oh my gosh i forgot about that i remember when we went to pei on exchange yes you guys went to pei i yeah, told this story once tignish pei shout yeah. out to all of our friends there i didn't remember the name <laughs> of the place oh, tignish yeah. yeah so we got chosen for yeah. like see i was man we i was an leaders. overachiever i was we an overachiever our community yeah <laughs> so we got like so yeah we went to this camp like the two of us jackie and i think ryan bobby i don't remember his last mm-hmm. name ryan yeah so like, the four of us like did it. i was again the good like team player team guy but we went to the, went to the uh, went to that camp but then we did the exchange too but the exchange was bigger there was like 10 kids no like from our school that went yeah. exchange yeah. so we went and lived in like 10 to PEI. 20 yeah mm-hmm. we lived, went and lived in pei and technician i guess we exchange with these kids so I, we each lived in someone's house and then they came for for a week and then they to came our, to our place for a week which was a time yeah we had pool parties oh <laughs> i don't remember i really don't remember any pool of this parties, first time we're in a two-piece yeah oh man george and i held hands wild times the the best thing i'll, I'll never forget though i think i told you the story the kid that i exchanged with i don't even remember his name but I remember he like religiously ate Reese's peanut butter cups breakfast. <laughs> I remember you telling the, I don't remember the billeting part, but or the yeah, McShane, basically. But I remember the peanut butter cup story. Not peanut butter cup, like the like Reese's Reese, yeah. yeah. And when he came over, like my dad like can cook, um, and I don't I don't can't remember if I prepped my dad because we went there first and they came here, but like my dad like made like nice meals. Like, what do you like? And he just like literally for a week. For breakfast, lunch, and dinner, I had a Reese's Puff cereal. My dad was little, your like, family did like a whole barbecue. Your dad's yeah. Remember when they were here? I don't remember this. Wow, I, I can barely remember like high school, so I can't go back. To <laughs> yeah. George just blacked it out yeah. of his mind. Great. Yeah, <laughs> tough times back then. Tough times. Um, That's cool. So yeah, yeah. and then like we kind of like stayed, stayed in touch through like high school, university, and everything. But then the last few years, we haven't really like seen each other much or, or talked yeah. much. But where'd you go to school? Sorry. So I went to high school at Lorne Park. Okay. And then I went to McMaster. Okay, cool. Did my degree there. And then What'd I did 
Uh, communications media. Okay, I actually applied for that program. No way. Yeah. What happened? I went to Western. Uh, I did the MIT program because that's the that's I, the comparable I, I, I to the MIT. Yeah, yeah. I looked at the MIT program. I actually too. really like McMaster's campus. Like physically, yes. has a school. I thought McMaster was beautiful. You know what? Hamilton gets a bad rep. It does. But Disagree. there's some there's some biggest biggest Hamilton fan in the actually, world. Actually, right yeah, you are a weirdo yeah. Hamilton guy. Yeah, there's some really <laughs> cool pockets of that city. Yeah. And then I also went to Ashville. Mohawk College. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Bro, that's a W. There's some times there. That's what they yeah. do. That's like the top of the age. <laughs> Hamilton. I think we've talked about this actually pretty recently. I really like Hamilton. I don't know what it is about it. Why? Sorry, that's you a said lie. it's a blue. Color. I do know yeah. what it is about it. I, I can like see you in Ancaster. An- Ancaster. No, I'm too far. I can't do Ancaster. Ancaster is. But it's nice though. Like it is. Ancaster has, like, I'm not hating on Ancaster. Beautiful houses, great properties, all that. But I like Hamilton, Hamilton, like the yeah. grungy part Hammer. of Hamilton, the dirty steel city. Yeah, yeah. but I don't know. I, like, I don't know why it appeals to me so much. But like the blue collary, like steel city, something about it to me feels like nostalgic, kind of romantic. I don't know mm-hmm. why. But every time I'm down there, like I go for work or whatever, I drive through and I'm like, I could probably live here. And then I see like the crackheads on the street. I'm like, I can't. <laughs> then you're like, I, I can mind. live here right now. Give it a couple of years. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't do it either. Um, we. Oh, we are in the middle of something. Yeah, we need like we need some time. We're just in the middle of something right now. Thank you. What is like? <laughs> this is a crazy uh, day today. Interesting <laughs> day today. Yeah. What's happening? Do we? Do you? Know yeah, him? we're we're good. We'll keep rolling. We're okay, just like guess okay. like, popping in. Like, uh, so for me in Hamilton, it was uh, Dirty Dogs. What is Dirty Dogs? It's the country bar. Okay. Never. Dirty Dogs. Okay. I have to explain this this place to you. So it's two clubs in one. On the one side is the country, Dirty Dogs, dance on the bar, like coyote ugly to its core, mechanical bull, everything. Okay. And then there's a door that you literally walk through and then that's Club 77 and it's like grunge bar like rap music, like people grinding everywhere, just two separate worlds <laughs> okay. all in one. And it's the best time Only of your university life. One door. Yeah. That's very And they open it at a certain time. So you'll be texting me and like, what side are you on? On like a Saturday? <laughs> I mean, back in the day when I was in university. BBM, yeah. Yeah, BBM. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because BBM you're was you're lighting 90, up right? and then you're like, the door's open, the door's open. And then like, shit went wild from there. <laughs> okay. <a> time. Okay. <laughs> I've never been, I can honestly say I've only been to party once. I think once with the Hess Village. It was probably um, one of the birthdays. Oh, let's say uh, Turcados. Tur- yeah. You know the Turcado sisters? Aaron and Amanda. Dude, Hamilton's a big place. You know uh, that, right? <laughs> she knows Ancaster. Ancaster's not big. Yeah. I don't, I don't, like the name Nate, is kind of familiar you know to Nate be honest. Farrell? No. He's pretty cool in Hamilton, I think. Okay. <laughs> well, Rick, no, dude. George, the best this, is these are Rick, people you need to get. When get, Rick knows that somebody like says, so, he tries to like, I've done, he's done this before. He's like, well, do you know this person? It's like, man, like the place they're talking about is probably very large. I feel like you've done this before. <laughs> Or you like, you start spitballing names or I don't know. People. Like, I, like, I like it. Let's say like keep London going, on Terrace. Keep going. If, like, if you you're like well. a London local, I would be like, oh, do you know X, Y, and Z? And sometimes people are like, oh yeah, I do know them. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, fair, I guess. You know what I mean? And Hamilton's smaller than London? No. No. Hamilton's a pretty no. Small, man. <laughs> no, no I don't think so. Hamilton, Ancaster, that area is pretty big. Yeah. yeah. Um, did you like your time in Hamilton? I did. I did. I lived there for seven years, all, oh, wow. like all in because I did... Four years at McMaster, and then I did three years at Mohawk College for TV broadcasting. 
and because I didn't want to give up my dream of varsity soccer and had eligibility left. So Heck yeah, went the college advantage. route. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Was a big kid on campus there. So, yeah, I really liked Hamilton. Um, I have nothing bad to say about it. Like people give it a bad reputation and I stick up for it, but I haven't been there in a while. So came back to Toronto and then lived here ever since. Sorry. Still like just down the road from here. Yeah. Where both are you? King of Bathurst. Okay. I'm, ba- I'm King of Spadina. Did we just become best friends? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Rick's a big King Street guy. Yeah. He will never move Okay, out of well, I was just saying to George that I like didn't want to move out of the city yet. I was in Liberty Village for a while. Love it there. Uh, and then got kicked out as most people coming out of COVID and their landlords moved back in, blah, blah, blah. So yeah, I didn't want to move out of Toronto yet. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to give it one more go in the wild city life before the I live out of this, yeah, move out of the city. West. So yeah, I went, I, that's where I am now and still kind of exploring the area, but it's a time. Yeah, I, I absolutely love King West. Like King West, Queen West. I walk like two to three nights a week in the city. Nice. And I do a nice little loop basically around this neighborhood. Okay. And I love it. I What's like your it. go-to spot? Uh, for what like eating walking drinking <laughs> yeah, actually yes i want to yeah, know where like, you walk like, to because that's i don't know like my walk <laughs> Rick walks go- everywhere like, like where's your go-to like walking this, spot? this yeah. week since saturday so not this week but since saturday i've walked probably like walking running like 50k 60k nice yeah i like to run but saturday i did 22 sunday sunday i didn't do much monday I did 15 just between like walking running i think yesterday i did all did a hand maybe like 10 15 Wow. Yeah, I love it. Love it. Yesterday I ran at walk. We could tell you, 50 in a week's a lot. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah. Love it. I did a 10K, the Sporting Life 10K on Sunday. Mother's Day, yeah. Mother's Day. Yeah, I couldn't walk for like four days after, but it was That's great. one of the best runs because it's like mostly downhill. It's <laughs> you know, nice. I think that's and like, why. And it's like I the first, it starts off so run much. season, they say. Yeah. It's like the first run yeah. of the year, the good one. Yeah. yeah. After uh, I came out of treatment, I was like looking to get back into some type of physical activity. And uh, as a soccer player, obviously running was you know, a safe place for me to kind of start. And so, yeah, I, I went from there, but that was my first 10 K that I've completed. I wasn't like, I haven't really gotten into the long distance part of it yet, but, uh, I mean, did he tell you about the marathon? No. Which marathon? The one that we kind of ran. Oh, okay. No, I didn't. (laughs) Um, I thought you meant coming up. Like, so I, um, come a long ways in my like middle uh, junior high days i run a lot more the physique would not outline that i do but shockingly i'm a pretty good runner i'm honestly objective i think i'm a pretty good runner. but um we so back in 2020 um started running a lot like the whole covid hit i, was, I wasn't i ran a bit like 10ks whatever i did a couple halves um, wasn't like running, like to be great at it. But then the lockdown's hit and I was like, let me start running. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, just picking it up casually. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I wonder if I could ever build up to a marathon. So I Man, looked and found, so found there's a marathon in Athens is like the original marathon where you go from the town of marathon to Athens, what? old ancient Olympic stadium. So for some context too, like if I'm going to do something like shirt, sure, can I run the Toronto marathon? Yeah, I could. But like, if I'm going to do something that's hard, I want to do it somewhere cool. 100%. It'll motivate me more. So anyway, signed up for it, was training, like was, I got up through the summer up to like running, you know, most weekends, like on a Sunday, I'd get up like up North and I'd go for like 30 to 35 K and like I was putting in pretty good times and I was like kind of getting there. Um, but then the marathon got canceled. This is like in August marathon got canceled in November and like my training kind of like fizzled 
And then you were like, yeah, I, you, I said I still wanted to run it. And I was still kind of like, felt like I was in kind of decent shape. And it was November. And the day of the marathon when it should have been, um, the weather was like amazing. Something. I was like 17 degrees in November. So midweek when we saw it was going to be good, I was like, you know what? Let's go for a long run that day. And Rick's like, I'll go for a run with you. And I was like, you want to run a marathon? And he's like, Come sure. On. But Rick's just the kind of friend that will just say yes to support a friend or just say yes to do something cool. Just hang out with my buddies. He had never yeah. ran more than 10K consecutively. <laughs> no, I, no, I did the half marathon the year before. Okay, so once my apologies. You ran a half marathon. But that year, like in the past... 12 there's months. training that goes into it, arguably. So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. half marathon the year before doesn't really count. No, not even <laughs> close to people. Yeah, like he's in, in, and a, he is like of all my friends, a, probably the best, well, is the best shape yeah, of anyone. Well, like, yeah. yeah. You just pick up and run 10K easily. It's not going to yeah, hurt I, you. Yeah, I can do it. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? You could do 21 and it's not going to kill you. In my mind, in my, oh, I did 21. What's the difference? Fucking 42, no big deal. It's a big difference. <laughs> oh, oh, I massive imagine. Big difference. So Still we ran a lot of it. So anyways, we woke up in the morning. We're just like, we just kind of mapped the route. So we went from King and Spadina to the East End, across, all the way across King. Then we went down to Eastern Avenue, from Eastern Avenue, along the lake, all the way down to Port Credit. So just like, we're like, it's sunny out. Let's just start running. So we started running at 9 a.m. And we ran the first probably, 50, I'd say, 10, 15? Yeah, we, we walked the first like two or three, then ran a good 10. Walked about five. But that, and then we started like picking up, because I probably could have done 38-ish nonstop. I would have probably yeah. stopped near the end because wow. I wasn't up there. But Rick had like, again, no experience. So he's like, okay, let's walk a bit, run. And it was a nice day. So we weren't trying to like break a record. But I said, let's finish it in like five hours if we can. No. <laughs> by the end, by when we got to um, Long Branch area, like Rick's knees are pretty shot. Like he I was looked, like hallucinating. <laughs> yeah, like he, and I went to go like stretch at one point because we were stopping and my hamstrings started to seize up. Yeah, Luckily no I was kidding. all right. But we just kept running, powering through for the last stretch up like Lake Shore to here, Ontario, where like my parents are. Rick, I thought he was gonna cry. And like, like the sun's starting to like it's at that point where it's not starting to set yet, but it's still hot, but it's like facing oh us, God. right? Because it sets in the west. And it's just kind of like beaming on us. And you're, it's kind of chilly because it's only like 13 degrees at that point. Right. But the sun's still hot, so you feel the heat, but it's still kind of cold. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know if I'm hot. I don't know if I'm cold. Yeah, he was. Like, I was like in a weird one. And I'm like, in my head, I was like, okay, worst case, we just walk the rest of the way, right? The problem yeah, is- big walk. You can't, guys. you can't, uh, exactly, right? That's Good what I to thought. Go. You can't walk because your feet, this like- the bottom of my feet were he so also tired. wore the worst running shoes I've ever seen in my life <laughs> those like, were the shoes I wear when I ran the half marathon right like I buy oh and I, I don't spend money on like sneakers and stuff but my running shoes when I run these I buy like the, the best Nikes you can yeah, buy like you I, have my, to my running running shoes yeah. are like I even bought like the newest ones that the Alpha Flies where they broke the record in the oh yeah like 300 bucks like I bought Sick. them for the race to run so like yeah. these things are not gonna hurt your feet this guy's running and busted <laughs> like $60 off the rack Nikes I'm like dude you can't Clearance run in these rack. he's like nah it's fine I have my insoles in I was like okay yeah that was anyways we finished it took five hours and a half I five think five and a half yeah Ricky has not been able to walk, walk properly until like recently yeah which has been over a year. I, do you know what? So that was, because that was, it was November 14th. It was my mom's birthday. So even that day, like I went to my mom's surprise birthday party. Like, wow. Still feeling all right. Like next day worked out. I'm still okay. And I just, we, it got cold again. So I'm not running and I'm not really walking. Fast forward like three months later, we're going on a ski trip. Like no big deal. I'm fine. Like my knees, they didn't, they weren't bad, but they weren't like, I'm like, you know what? They're still maybe just sore from this because again, it's a lot on your joints. 
I went skiing the second day I went off like a very little like bump. Yeah. Not, not even a jump. I called <laughs> yeah, it a bump. Yeah. He got off it the was, chairlift. <laughs> yeah, it was a bump and I landed and my knees, both of them just like shocked. And I was like, oh, oh my God. Yeah. So wow. since then, yeah, I, I've literally, I could, I've been walk. I walk a lot, but I just recently started running. So last Wednesday was my first run. Nice. Like in... I don't even know. What yeah. I like about that story is it tells me a lot about the two of you and your friendship. Yeah. Like now we don't even have to go down that road. Yeah. Like, I, oh, I feel like we just told up, a very long you story wake up about one running. day and you just decide we're going to run a marathon. Yeah. We do some dumb shit. That's wicked. We do fun stuff. That's definitely not that's even close a... to the dumbest shit we've done. Like we've <laughs> done way, sure. way worse. We, yeah, <laughs> we just kind of like, anyways, that was, yeah, really random. So we've told it a lot on the podcast, but I guess like you some, we segue <laughs> yeah, off running. Everybody's and running. already signed off. But anyways, the marathon about, story again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> enough about our running back to you did the, the 10. Yeah. Is that your first like, <laughs> like serious run? Yeah. That was the longest run I have done. Since I think soccer. in my life. Well, like probably in, soccer, you end up running games. like 20 Yeah, you run a lot. Yeah, for sure. What yeah. position were you? So, uh, well, when I played for McMaster, I was right back. But when I was in my prime at Mohawk, <laughs> I oh, played center, center uh, field, yeah. midfield. Yeah. Okay. Crushing the, yeah. what's the league? The I was college captain. No oh, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> Not a big That's deal. why she went back to do another three years. <laughs> I okay. know. Yeah, those were the glory years, I tell ya. Yeah. College. Yeah, that what it's called the OCAA. OCAA, that's yeah, a, yeah. Ontario College Athletic, Athletic Association. Association. Yeah. 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 So anyways, that's my uh running <laughs> resume. Okay. Since uh you mentioned since you're treating your first time like doing like a serious run and stuff, have you gone back into like soccer and sports at all or Yeah, I have. I mean when I was probably, when did I start running? So I finished my treatment uh, in May of 2020. And then I hit my remission, like official remission in June. And then that summer, like wasn't really cleared to do any obvious uh, athletic activity yet. So then I started running in December. And then by February, I ran a 50K month, which... You know, isn't a lot, but no, it's just um, like, yeah. so I worked up to that, and then yeah, now I mean, more so beer leagues, if anything. Yeah, there for the beer, not the sports as much. Fair. But uh, yeah, it's been nice to kind of find some normalcy, which I feel is for everyone. Like coming out of COVID, it's yeah, you know, there's not a ton of people who've been able to play team sports in the past couple of years. So yeah. I'm a free agent, if that's why you're asking. I don't have a team yet uh, okay, this summer. Fair, but. fair. <laughs> I, well, I mean, I like I. Well, we wanted to make some. Uh, we wanted to put together an intramural team this summer, either soccer or um, yes. softball. I'm but so in. I wanted to, but I sprained my ankle on Saturday at soccer. Um, so I'm probably off. I'm out of commission for a little while. You're on the IL. And the reason yeah. I, I even asked Ricky like which marathon is because I'm actually running the New York City Marathon in November. Are you? And I'm running Amazing. the Toronto Scotia Waterfront Marathon in October. And I per, was supposed to stop playing soccer this week because I didn't want to get injured right. in my training. And the last week I was going to play, I obviously sprained my ankle. So yeah. no soccer for me, no running for a little while, no walks with my pal Ricky on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> Circling back to where your favorite <laughs> spot in the city um, is to walk to. Um, you're a big like downtown guy. You walk through King Street. Yeah, eh? I, I like I like King Street. Like to be seen. No, mm, no. So and some days yeah. I don't. Some see days I put seen. my. Uh, yeah, I like yeah. to see people. I don't like to be seen. Ooh, yes. Um, I I don't like Queen as much as King. King's just a little bit cleaner than Queen. Queen's a, it's very. It's, sometimes I find it's more narrow. 
Um, sometimes more foot tra traffic too, so it's not as nice to walk. Uh, one area I really like to walk is the stretch from University and King mm -hmm. to like Blue Jays and King. That stretch is not as busy. You have um, Royal Alexander there. You have Roy Thompson. Just some cool looking buildings and stuff. So cool. I really like that little like kind of one kilometer stretch. The part I hate the most uh, is just I hate the bridge at King and Dufferin and Queen and Dufferin. Okay. Do you know the train tracks? Yeah. I just, I hate going underneath that. So I'll avoid that at, at all costs. Yeah. Okay. Weird, weird phobia. <laughs> okay. it's, not, it's just like, I just think it's dirty underneath there. Train yeah. track phobia. <laughs> Like it's always there's always leaks and it's always wet and then your shoes get wet and then you kick it up and, and then your walks ruined and then you have <laughs> yeah, nothing I gotta go home your then I gotta go home yeah. I can't, can't do but you also scared the bridge is gonna collapse on you no I don't I'm not worried about the bridge collapse. isn't that what you said when you no. went on a walk last no, time I said it's always gross down there I thought you said <laughs> you were scared anyways no, bridge ain't gonna collapse. It, um I want to ask you mentioned that you're not clear to do sports after when you're in remission why is that so for the type of cancer that I had I was diagnosed. Uh, in 2019 with Hodgkin's lymphoma. So it's a blood cancer. And sorry, is, is non Hodgkin's non Hodgkin's lymphoma more dangerous or more severe than Hodgkin's lymphoma or how, which ones? Yeah. So I would say like, I don't the, say like which one's worse, like they're obviously both bad, but yeah, which one's worse? the non Hodgkin's lymphoma is a more aggressive or okay. a more rare form of oh, it. Okay. Um, but like there is lots of advancements that have happened with blood cancer. So there's five different types of blood cancer. Oh, sure. uh, I don't know if I can name them all. Here we go. We're going on the spot, but it's like the <laughs> lymphoma. So the different types of lymphoma, um, leukemia, um, my myeloma leukemia anyways okay. five types for sure we got the hang of it okay. got halfway. Yeah. The hang i mean i put myself on the spot there i was gonna call you out for doing that but that was all me so <laughs> lesson learned um yeah five different types of blood cancer but yes non-hodgkins is the rarer form okay. um so i had hodgkins lymphoma and then within hodgkins lymphoma there's all different types of it and different staging of it okay. so i had nodular nodular no, nodular sclerosis which means <laughs> which means it was in my like it was in my n lymph nodes so i had a, a lump on my neck which is okay. how i discovered it um it was like a massive lump like it looked like a little golf ball on the side of my neck it just happened one morning you woke up and yeah just it. i mean for me it did it was a tumor that grew over time uh and they typically do show up in your neck for hodgkin's lymphoma patients or anyone who has hodgkin's and uh yeah i i mean for me it, it happened one morning so you know what's random i actually knew that because when you go to the doctors the first thing they do is they check your they lymph do one of those. yeah yeah, yeah. it also is one of the most common uh, cancers that you can get, especially for young adults, and is it, it more uh, prevalent in men or women, or is it just no? Women? And that's the crazy yeah. thing about specifically with blood cancer and Hodgkin's lymphoma is there's no rhyme or reason to it. Like I remember one of the the questions I asked my doctor was, you know, what, why, why, why me? Like, did I do something wrong? Um, <laughs> full transparency i was like i partied a lot in university is that why <laughs> i swear i was like is it is it is because i was the captain of the soccer team <laughs> yeah. they're pay this yeah. is payback yeah i did seven years like that's a lot of <laughs> nights out and he was like you know sherry if all of the people who drank in university got cancer i'd have a lot of people sitting in my office right now yeah. I was like, okay phew so i can still drink I feel like that's probably a, like and i don't like i'm not I don't know, but I feel like a lot of people their defaults like that I, you know, eat did too I much McDonald's. Did totally. I eat too much after with the bars? Like you would think about I'm guessing yeah. all the things you much. did in, in, in life. <laughs> did, did I watch make. popcorn in front of the microwave too much? 
You probably do that regularly. Did I have the laptop on my, <laughs> yeah. on my, you know, my lower abdomen too much? Like, yeah. No, for sure. So that's like your head does go there. And uh, yeah, I woke up one morning, lump on the side of my neck. And the next day I was leaving to go to LA because we had a restaurant opening there. So I was going down to do uh, an extended stay to help open the restaurant in downtown LA. So I was like, you know what? It could be a million things. Obviously, cancer is the last thing on my mind. It didn't run in my family. Like I've, I've also been a very healthy athletic person aside from my um, weekend drinking. <laughs> but yeah, so I, that was not on my radar whatsoever. And I went to LA and I was there for three weeks and I just remember like the size of the lump staying the same. It was on the side. Um, you know, my energy was getting super low. That was when I noticed my loss of appetite. And looking back, I was super skinny at the time. But it's just so funny. It's like little things that as a young adult, you you don't have on your radar. You know, what are my energy levels? How much am I eating every day? And I work in a restaurant. So I'm on my feet 24-7. So obviously being tired was something that I just thought was normal. But when the lump didn't change in size and it was constantly there, I knew something was wrong. And so I went to my doctor coming back and within a week, he was sending me for blood work and uh, to have ultrasounds to get cells taken from it, um, a biopsy. And that was definitely like the toughest time was kind of the waiting because you're like, what is going on? And your mind goes to really scary well, you're places. on google you're on google oh, yeah. obviously googling the web md like yeah. that's this guy will tell you he's dying once a month like, <laughs> yeah yeah it's yeah, totally. not as much anymore before it was crazy <laughs> yeah like, but you I'm still actually, like yeah. george stubbs his toe notices the nail looks a little weird hey okay. d- man i don't know i googled this <laughs> Okay, that's okay, not okay. George is gonna be like I'm feeling exactly. for li- like lumps uh, tomorrow. He's honestly, like, I used to be a lot of them, not as much anymore. I'm like, I actually I, kind of remember that about you. Yeah, I'm, I used to freak out about it. I mean, I still in my head about everything, but I'm always trying to convince myself that like this is an irrational thought. Don't worry. Yeah. Don't call Ricky. Yeah. but Just for, call Becca and ask her. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um, uh, yeah, I mean, for me, it was even if it was cancer, like I, my mind also went to, you know, you'll just get a surgery, get it taken out or, or even when I knew it was cancer, it was like, oh, well, we'll just, you know, there's chemo pills that you can take. Like, I didn't think that I was going to have to do the whole losing the hair, all of it. Um, and to answer your question, so <laughs> circling back again, the reason why I couldn't do physical activity is because when you have a blood cancer, it can be anywhere in your body. So it's not like it can be targeted chemo, targeted radiation, targeted anything. Um, it's cells that are in your blood that are circling throughout. So my cancer had already grown. I was a stage two from my neck halfway down my chest. Uh, Hodgkin's lymphoma grows down. So that's how they stage you is based on how far it's grown down in your body. And uh, yeah, so I was a stage two and... Sorry, and sorry to interrupt. No, you're so good. stages is based on what percent of your body kind of covers? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so stage one is neck. Stage two is down to like the bottom of your windpipe. Stage three is starting at your esophagus and going down. And then stage four, if, it, if it's anywhere past your stomach. So it can even grow all the way down into your And there's your four brain. stages? Yeah, okay. four. Wow. Yeah, so... And then... Treatment for Hodgkin's lymphoma is very advanced and very effective. So you do a, a chemo cocktail, they call it, which is 
Is that like an actual thing? You know, it is. Okay. Yeah. They call it chemo cocktail, which for someone who enjoys cocktails, I was like, okay. That sounds <laughs> fun. Here we go. Had a few of these. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can do this. Yeah. Uh, so they mix four different types of chemo drugs into you. So it's called wow. ABVD. Each of them stand for a different drug. And some of them get uh, injected like in your veins. Some of it is a drip bag. Um, and so based on your staging is how many rounds of the chemo they suggest that you do. So for me, I went in thinking I would only do four rounds because I was only a stage two. However, at the halfway point where you have a scan done, they found a, um, a spot that lit up in my groin, which wasn't there before. So we had concerns that I wasn't responding to the chemo. So then I had to do the full six, uh, six cycles, they call it, which was 12 doses. So how, how far apart? Are the doses 14 days oh so it's pretty like yeah so you go in it's two yeah every 14 days you do day one day 14 uh so you know the it, it was interesting because chemo sucks period um it was not easy super difficult and but you would get better like i would call them my off week was you know the i felt week. i felt good yeah. I mean, I had some other cocktails during treatment. Like you need to do what you got to do to stay mentally. Like I would feel good. And I would like celebrated my 30th birthday, celebrated Christmas. Like I was still able to try and maintain you did a normal a year. life. Yeah. So I did six months, Oh, six, six months. months of chemo, but oh, it was geez. a year. It was a year pretty much from start to finish from my diagnosis to remission. Did you, f sorry, George, go, go. do you feel it when it happens? Like the, um, the IV, the cocktail thing, whatever. Yeah. yeah. So What's I had, like? I had, um, they put in a pick line, which like went in here. Um, and it lived in me the whole time I was in treatment. So I did one dose where I tried to do it through my veins because I didn't want to surgically have the pick line in and you can't, it's tough to shower. It's kind of a pain. And the one dose, my first dose was probably one of the worst ones. Cause it, it burns like it's, it's, chemicals yeah. essentially going in to kill everything in your body so that's the reason why you lose your hair is because the chemicals go in to kill the fastest reproducing cells in your body and the fastest reproducing cells are your cancer cells your hair follicles and your mouth your mouth cells so what's so. it do to your mouth then um, I'm sorry if, if I'm, no, no, if I'm stepping good. over any lines. No, just feel I, free to I'm an open yeah. book literally she open posted book. this all on like what well, most all yeah, pretty much all of it, much all of it on, on social. Um, and it's good because I find a lot of cancer patients do reach out to me and they're like, ask exactly what you're asking right now. And I love, you know, being able to share some of it because I found a trick online that really helped for the, the mouth thing where if you chew ice while you're in treatment. So there's one of the ABVD um, that we call the red devil and it's a red one little bag and that's the one that goes in and kills like it's the most aggressive one so people who have breast cancer have it a lot of different types of cancer patients also get this chemo and uh so i chewed ice during the that one going into me and that's the one you feel like you can just feel it it's like warm but it's um it's difficult to even like think back to that one because to this day it makes me nauseous to think of that really? one yeah really yeah no no go ahead what's it like okay so you said it kind of burns for again most majority of people that will hopefully never feel that 
what's it like feel like what's it like a comparison is like a heartburn but like mm-hmm. your whole body yep yeah heartburn uh like when you drink a really hot coffee super quick and you're like ooh that's hot oh like it when it like <laughs> yeah it, like, you can, cold water like i could kind of- feel it going like in to like you can feel it the whole way type of thing wow. and then yeah the aftermath of chemo i mean i had it down to a science mainly weed gummies were great to help and i literally like full transparency tell every patient i'm like this will help and luckily in canada you know legal at the time yeah, so yeah. my family and i got real well well versed in that <laughs> world um because it like takes away your ability to eat so like obviously when you know you're taking different meds and then you have to be on steroids so you have to be on a lot of different pills on the side but the aftermath of chemo like really does feel like the worst hangover of your life aftermath meaning like just after each session or like yeah 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 like the first like the 48 hours after each and even someone like you who was like obviously you know an athlete and in really good shape like Mm -hmm. did you you know how they say you feel like lethargic i guess lethargic and all that stuff like did you really notice it yeah like it just no matter what doesn't matter how good shape you are like it, it puts you on your ass so to speak yeah definitely i mean i would like to think and that's how i could see maybe if you were older it'd be more difficult but it was interesting timing. My sister was on mat leave at the time with my niece. So she was less than a year old and I would go over and spend a lot of my time there. And uh, yeah, I would have like, I'd be out of breath trying to like pick her up or go for a walk or go up and down stairs. I mean, it wasn't to the point where I was like, I can't live my life. And I tried really, really hard. Like I believe mind leads body. And so I tried really hard to work on my mental state during that time and, you know, making sure that I was leading life in a positive way to kind of help with the experience. But yeah, you're, you're tired for sure. And then, and the thing about taking steroids as well, is that like, what is the main thing? Is that to deal with like muscle atrophy Mm -hmm. or to give you like, what is the main purpose of giving you that? I mean, so the steroids, and here's the thing, and you'll find I like bring a lot of dark humor into this, but so when I first got diagnosed, and again, I was trying to like keep a positive mindset and like, as George probably remembers, humor is one of my defense mechanisms or just yeah. like, it's who I am. So I remember thinking like, okay, this sucks. First of all, obviously got cancer, not good. But then I was like, you know what? Going to be better by the summer. Like my mindset was like, at the time, four doses, it was six months, but worst case scenario, six months, I'm back living my life by June, you know, and my mindset Euro was, trip is pl- getting yeah, planned. Like, like, yeah, exactly. Remission trip. Here we come. Biggest party of my life once this shit's over. Like, I was like, this is great. And, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to be skinny. I'm going to lose some weight. Like hot girl summer. Here we come. The steroids what a kicker that was because they make you gain weight. (laughs) So in my treatment, I gained 40 pounds and I was like, what the heck? This is not what I signed up for. I thought at least one of the perks is that I could come out of this. That's, I mean, you would think too, because you lose like, (laughs) that's so crazy. He's like, who is this girl? No, I'm I'm just thinking back because I don't want to say I have like an interest in in cancer, but like there's so many celebrities and, and people who are famous and, that a battle dead and Andy Whitfield, um, he was the, the main actor in Spartacus. That was a show that was big when we were around third or fourth year university. Mm-hmm. He got diagnosed with it right when they started filming season two, and I watched it because I was like, "This dude's like Jack, superhero, Spartacus, whatever." 
and then he ended up like withering away to almost nothingness. Right. And uh, that's why you say that. Like, I, don't, I don't mean to laugh at all, but you're obviously the good spirits about it now. But he uh, he literally went from this honestly like peak GQ physique to literally looking like a grandfather by the end of it. You know, like yeah, Steve I'm, Jobs, what he kind of looked like at the end. It was, totally. And you see it's like this guy went from literally like male model muscle man to like nothingness. So you say you gained 40 pounds. I'm like, what, what the fuck? Like yeah. crazy. Especially when you say you have no, you know, the appetite and all that stuff's hard. That's so interesting that it, it, it puts on that much. Yeah. I'm so like the, sweating talking about this. The steroids make you hungry, right? So oh, okay. the is that part purpose? of the steroid is A, to, to make your immune system strong because your immune system's wiped. So I also went into chemo and I was halfway through when COVID-19 hit which was also a treat because oh. then I was basically completely the- immunocompromised, no defense mechanism, and the pandemic yourself. started. My hospitals had to change. No one could come into the hospital with me. I did every dose alone. I did my last dose alone, rang the bell alone. Like nobody could be there oh. with me. So um, yeah, and there's like, listen, there is a lot. I joke about it, but there is obviously a lot of people who don't have the same experience with as me with it and um and it's based on your type of treatment too so particularly people who do go through my treatment like they do gain weight and um that's part of it but it was uh it was also like a blessing to be hungry and like to be able to yeah you know i'm like fucking tearing up right now just saying about like ringing the bell alone it's fucking sad yeah, it it <laughs> man, it's Sorry. it's those are the fu- like you watch the videos online and you see them and like that's like Rick's a big big feel. He's got he watch yeah, those videos like, like you'll mess you like I, I was just spent an hour crying in my car watching these yeah, like videos. Like, like, I was yeah. I was in Scottsdale and I met this girl and we were like shooting the shit and she told me that she was a breast cancer survivor. And she mm-hmm. was she just got cleared on remission right before the trip. Oh and I gave God, her the amazing. biggest fucking hug in the world. I was like, oh my god, like I don't know you but I fucking love you. I'm so happy for you, right? And then like, I get just like, I'm again, big feels guy. I love watching the videos of people ringing the bell. And there's one that like, I always look back to and it's just like 15 year old kid, just like so happy to ring the bell. And yeah, I know just, you said he rang it alone. It makes me sad. Yeah, it was, uh, but you know what? One, like one of the main things I learned from this journey was your, Fuck, I don't know why I'm right, <laughs> There's a, f- don't say it's first thing on the podcast, yeah. man. Yeah. I pre- like, I appreciate that because it's, it is like it shows, I mean, blood cancer impacts everybody and whether you've personally experienced it or not, it, it matters that people emotionally connect to it because it's a grueling and difficult fight for anyone to go through or to watch anyone go through. And for me, like one of the things I learned was also being able to find my independence in it because at the end of the day, Yes, of course, so many people surrounded me with love and that helped me, but it was me, myself and I against this disease. And yeah, ringing the bell was still emotional for me because even though I was alone, the nurses were there and they had become my family for the last couple doses. But yeah, and then my whole family was waiting outside the hospital and like friends and a whole group surprised me that day. And like that was when I broke down was when I ran out and finally got to hug my mom because obviously like she was the one who I wanted to be there with me ringing the bell. So it was uh, also a very special moment to like run to her and be like, yes, like I'm out of the hospital. It's over. So good for you. Yeah. 
I have to want to ask kind of the cliche question. Has it given you a different perspective on life or an outlook on life? Yeah. 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 Like I said, I really had to learn my independence in it. And, um, you know, I really focused on what makes me happy. And I lived a lot of my life leading up to that in terms of like what makes other people happy, but it did. And even throughout the pandemic, it was interesting because I was going through it on a, you know, exaggerated level, but I feel a lot of society learned some of those same lessons alongside me because a lot of people had things taken away from them. But yeah, like as I also went through cancer, I got divorced and went through a divorce. So you think your 2020 was bad? <laughs> I win. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know. It's hard not to laugh at jokes that way. But it, it, no. Listen, it's. it's uh, and I, I, I can joke about it now, but I'm proud. Like, I'm proud of both of the decisions or like both of the kind of adversities that I went through to be sitting here today because my perspective has completely changed in terms of fulfillment is in giving back to others. Um, fulfillment is in doing things that like genuinely make me happy and fill my cup up because life is short. Life is short. And I promise you the day I found out I got cancer and walked out of my job, like as much as I love my company and the people in it, my job wasn't on my mind. It was where are the places I've never been to what friends did I not spend enough time with? My family, like those are the important things in life. It's funny you say that now because it's not like it obviously takes a monumental moment like that to realize. So many people get caught up in, you know, the nice cars and the nice homes, the nice things. But, you know, you, you always hear people on their deathbed saying, I wish I had more time so I could see my family, see the world, spend time with my loved ones. And yeah, fucking nailed it. Yeah. And then it sucked because as I, got out of treatment and everything. I was like, okay, like remission trip, here I come. And it was like, wah, wah, no Go traveling. <laughs> but again, perspective, I was able to go out West. I drove solo in a convertible from Calgary to Vancouver and got to see like the beautiful country that we live in. So uh, yeah, I mean, I believe everything happens for a reason. And I also believe make the most out of what's given to you because there's positive experiences to be taken no matter what situation you're in. It's how you choose to approach it and what mindset you choose to have. We talked about it actually um, recently. It's always hard to say recently because I don't know what episode's coming up first, but we had um, friends of ours, the um, John Famous, they're a band, and one of the guys was talking about you know, like, am I the only one that like looks at life like, oh, something bad happens? Like, I look at it in a good way, and we, we started talking about it a bit. And we talk about this a lot, but like, bad things happen to everybody. And a lot of people say, you know, you sit back, and, and some people say, well, why do good, bad things happen to good people? And look, um, try, like, I just take the kind of victim approach to it. Like, why am I always the one that's the, that's you know, this stuff's happening to? And you know, there's people that live good lives and different, uh, good lives, bad lives. People have more difficulties. Some have more. St- um, money, some have more fame, some have less this. But at the end of the day, like bad things will happen to you regardless. It Bad bad is a relative term though. It matters how you look at something. Sure, things suck. You can lose a loved one. You can be faced with something that that you didn't plan for and never, spot, next, never expected would um, play you, let's say. Um, but it, it, it's all in how you frame things and your perspective. And no matter what, like I, pro, I again, the very different circumstances, but it, it, 
if you look at the silver lining and everything, it's such a cliche to say, but it's so true. Is if you mm-hmm. look at something saying, hey, like this, this sucked, but like what could I do differently going forward? How can I help? You know, how can I help other people? Um, yeah. You know, in this circumstance, like even just you know from your perspective, like sharing this, um, sharing your journey and everything like that, and you know hopefully it helped even one person kind of cope or deal with it i mean seeing that you're by yourself maybe someone else by themselves that saw that like there's a there's something you can take um out of everything i guess i'm kind of repeating myself but yeah it's yeah it's pretty impressive how you like like your the fact that you're in positive spirits i'm sure it's a lot easier to be positive now coming on the backside but even through it like being by yourself it's it's, yeah can't be it can't be easy and um i guess good for you for like putting that whole thing into that perspective and, and trying to make the best out of it out of best out of a really bad situation yeah like, yeah you know? yeah adversity is a gift for sure yeah and i look back and like i wouldn't change a single thing and there's still obviously so much life to live yeah so um i'm very grateful that my perspective got to be shifted at 29 versus 79 89 if i'm lucky enough so yeah it's been a ride well, that's actually that's. I'm a, an old soul. <laughs> well, it's interesting you say that, right? Like a lot. It's it, you know, you never want something to happen to you to to make you realize something that you always could have realized. Like mm-hmm. this is a very different um, circumstance. Like I'm not comparing this by any means, but you know, I said like I sprained my ankle on Saturday, right? And I was trying to scale back from soccer, and lately I've been seriously neglecting working out and all that stuff. And I kept saying, "Oh, I'm gonna go and strengthen this and do that so I can get better at running. Do this, do that, and." And sure enough, like I wasn't doing any of it. And as soon as my, like I fucked my ankle up, couldn't walk, I thought it broke. I was like, I can sit here and complain about like this happening. It happened. How am I going to change it? You know what? Now I got to go back to the basics and build up. I can't, I literally can't run. So I have to do the thing that I wanted to do. And it's probably stupid that I had to let myself go through this to realize it. But that's another thing, right? You're giving le- you're you're given lessons in life. Again, not comparable, but just for perspective, um, to put it in context, it is. It you're is, given yeah. you're given lessons in life, like not when you want them, it's when you really need to have them. And definitely, um, again, you can look and say, "Well, this sucks. I lost a year," but you know, there's like it. It just matters really what you take out of it, and uh, it t- like the saying that it's better like now than at seventy something. You know, you could have just kept going on and on and not caring or caring about the things that you. Otherwise, would not have given you joy and happiness and fulfillment in life. But exactly, you know, unfortunately, you had something that fortunately taught you something that is. Well, it's like the really the Chinese cool. proverb. We we've said I've said it so many times on this podcast, and it's funny because it's actually I, really good. It's probably a yeah, good. Yeah, I've never I, I I I had never heard it until maybe three or four months ago. Mm-hmm. But now I think about it all the time. Um. Okay, so it's a story about this old Chinese farmer. So this farmer's got a you know a, a stable of horses. He's got a horse. So one morning he wakes up and the horse is gone. The neighbor comes to him and goes, hey, your horse is gone. That's so bad. He goes, maybe, maybe not. Well, the next day the horse comes back with three other horses. And the farmer's like, oh, the next door neighbor's like, hey, this is amazing. Your horse came back with more horses. That's like so happy, like amazing. He's like, yeah, maybe, maybe not. Well, the next day the son leaves off to the army. Or no, the next day the son is riding one of the horses, falls off, breaks his leg. The neighbor comes, oh man, that's terrible. That's so bad. He's like, yeah, maybe, maybe not. Well, next day after that, the army comes and says, hey, we're recruiting people. Oh, your son's got a broken leg. He can't go to war with us. So the neighbor's like, hey, that's amazing. Your son's not going to war. Like, and the guy's like, yeah, maybe, maybe not. 
might have butchered it a little bit, but you get the idea. It's like you mm. can't, you don't fully know what's good or what's bad until you let it actually like play out and right. you see like what really happens. Because sometimes something might seem like such an amazing thing or something so terrible. And in your case, you know, like cancer is no questions asked terrible, but you said it like it made you refocus your life, made you realize what's important in life. And yeah. again, that could have happened when you were 90. 100%. It could happen when you were 80 and you would have, you might have missed out on so many important moments in your life. It said it happened at a young age and you've overcome it and you got to realize how many amazing other things are in your life. So, yeah. Um, that it's, one of the, it's one of the best stories, I think, too. Cause like, it, it's, it's crazy. Just, I've never heard it until like, what, three months ago? And have since, you? Uh, since you said it, I, I'd heard yeah, it once. It I've now. heard it once in like, um, read it somewhere or heard you it said somewhere. it on tiktok to me once and then i heard yeah, you say cool. it and like just now i see it pop up everywhere yeah. but it's so true it's you really like going back to the thing about like framing and perspective and all that stuff like it's it's so important to have but it's also so, so important to have a mindset that you don't really get um that you're like you're just kind of steady like your mind has to be really steady and really strong and really um stoic is a, i guess like a word you can use for it but like something could be great and you can feel great about it but like you don't know if it's truly going to be great. It could turn out to be the worst thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't. If something bad happens to you again. If you react, think, "Oh my god, my life's over. Like you know, this is the worst thing ever. I'm going to lose my money or my house or you know my my health." Like you just don't know until things pan out. And I think it is one of the most important skills for people to have is to be able to just be have mental fortitude. I guess. Yes. Very hard to have in the moment. And again, there's circumstances that are very different. Um, but those are also very different. For, like everything is very relative for people. I think health is the thing that across the board, humans would probably react very similarly. Like I'm sure if you polled everyone that had a reaction, like found out, you know, they had a diagnosis like that, it's probably going to be pretty consistently a hard thing to cope with in the moment. But some people lose their houses and lose this and lose that. And like, yeah, you know, like, and like even in the way you're describing it in a relative way, the one thing that's consistent is that you control your mindset. And when you're in a position that I was in, which was like, I was losing control of everything in my life. My job was gone. My muscles were gone. I lost my hair. Like I had no control over anything that was happening to me. And for me, I found some type of solitude in, well, I control my mindset and nobody can take that away from me. Mm And so I'll be damned if it's going to be negative or going to be something that, you know, isn't inspiring for myself so that I can, you know, lead my own way through this, but also for people who are following my journey and like supporting me as well. Mm-hmm. I think that's, I think you nailed it. I don't even need to say much more on that. Like it's, people can't take your, like your, your mindset and your state of mind away and it's, Again, like I think a lot of people realize that as well as a result of the, of the pandemic and all these lockdowns and stuff. You hope that m- almost all people could look at things objectively and say, wow, this is bad. Everything was taken away from this perspective. Mm-hmm. Like, what can I do to fix that in the future so that doesn't happen? And hopefully everyone, you know, who faced something bad and affect them in an adverse way, like appreciated that and said, let me take more control of my life rather than being motivated by, you know, bullshit things for lack yeah. of a better word. Um, because I think it's the most important thing. You only are as strong as you are like mentally and how, forti- yeah. how much mental fortitude you have and everything else can be, yeah, everything else is kind of, I don't know if relevant, but anyways. Yeah. Yeah. And I try to carry it still. Like I had like a list of all these things. I guess that's like what they call a bucket list. But for me, <laughs> it's just like, oh my gosh, like I want to go here. I want to do that. And so now every year I'm trying to kind of center myself back to that and be like, okay, what are some of the things that I want to make important this year or get done this year? And um, 
And it's so easy to lose perspective, right? When you're out of it. So mm. that's what are some of them? Oh gosh. Uh, well, the main one is, I don't know why I don't even have any tie to this, but I really want to go to Paris and see the Eiffel Tower. I don't know why, but when I was sick, I was like, I never got to see the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was fair. I don't, yeah. yeah okay. So I'm going in September. Do you think people in Europe like, I really want to go see the CN Tower? Honestly, Ricky, I asked myself that same question because I'm like, well, Cher, like you saw the CN Tower and that's pretty cool, <laughs> but it's not the Eiffel Tower. Like, is the CN Tower cool to Europeans? I think it... Probably, like it's probably... Oh, what's, like the big one in, no, what's the big CN one in New Tower. York? Uh, the big the Eiffel Tower? State or the Empire State Building. Yeah. I feel like that's probably more of a bucket list thing for Europeans. Totally. I went there and I was trying to think if I went in, on, in when we were in school, but it was actually in high school on a trip. And I went yeah. to the Empire State Building. Yeah, so that, that I want to get like a tattoo. Yeah, yeah. I want to get a tattoo. I haven't done that yet. Um, you should do it right now after this. Go to Queen Street. Tattoo's like the easiest one. You can do that any Yeah, I want to get like right by my scar. Um, I But I don't know what. But I, we have I'm plenty also of tattoos. Yeah. We'd be happy to advise okay. you. Yeah. Will you? Yeah. We, hey. we literally just if like I didn't have, if I, pals are going to influence. Yeah. My if I didn't tattoo. have something, I would go right now with you. What? What's uh? What? I'll ask the question back to you. What's your? What's on your bucket list? Ooh. Um, I'll go. F- I can. I can go. Do you want to go first? My bucket list. It's um. This might be a boring answer, but um. Like I am very grateful for the opportunities I've had at this point in my life. And I've been, I think, fortunate. Um, I've been very fortunate that I believe in terms of experiences, I've lived as if I'm like in the point, let's say 0.1%. Not to sound arrogant, that doesn't involve money or anything. I've just like, I made a choice when I was in my late 20s to like, I didn't know what I, where I was going with yeah, life, you did whatever. Your big trip. And I went on a trip around the world. And totally. for me, travel was the best. Like travel to me, even then, was never with the most joy. So, like, I got to like not through travel. I got to experience and see insane things. As a soccer fan, you might appreciate this because I met somebody in Tanzania that introduced me to their friends in India. It allowed me to play soccer at Stanford Bridge where Chelsea play what? for a guy's birthday, and I played with Alessandro Del Piero from the Italian soccer team. So, like. I just okay, to give yeah. context, like bucket I got list done. <laughs> no, like I'm just I'm saying that because I'm trying to give context. Like people say, "Oh, you don't have any bucket list things." Like I, there's things I want to do, but mine is strictly like, um, but what's like career wise and really, like family okay, wise. Yeah. Like you know, like on my bucket list, like I want to build a great company. I want yeah, to amazing. you know have a family that I can give opportunities, more opportunities that I had. It's weird. It sounds like a I don't know if that makes sense as a bucket list, but like I. Most days I wake up and I'm like, is there somewhere I want to go, something I want to do, something I want to see. And I'm just very content because of things that I've got to do. And I'm very like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. That might be a shit answer. George is fucking yeah. weird as it is. I, that's my answer too. Yeah. I couldn't agree with him or anything I want to do. Bucket list. And I just, I go and I just do it. But yeah. like the other and thing I, too is nothing, like, yeah, maybe yeah, it'd be nice to fall in love one day, like get married, have kids. <laughs> I'm sure you'll have that opportunity. That's yeah, right. exactly. That's why I'm like, not in a rush. I'm chill. <laughs> but like for, you know, I like, I, I've always wanted to leave the city and we talked about this just before we started and how I'm like, I love Toronto, but I also have this like love hate thing with it. We've talked about it a lot on the podcast. I used to like look for every opportunity to go on vacation and leave and experience something and see something and do something. Mm-hmm. I would want to go to like every Raptors game and every TFC. Like I just always wanted to be doing something. Yeah. The experiences. Right. Yeah. Um, material things. I used to like, you know, I'd spend money on nice things I like, but never really moved the needle for me. 
there was one thing that I really wanted. It was a nice watch. I got it for myself because when I turned 30. Same but here. I made it. It <laughs> Actually, the first material thing in my life that really brought me joy. I don't like... Yeah. You buy stuff and you're like, oh, I didn't really need this. And then you hate yourself for it. That thing, like to the till the day I die, will be the nicest thing I've got myself. But I even now, like we go to, we went to a lot of sporting events. Like I look at like raps. I'm like, I love the raps. But like, do I really need to spend this money? Will it bring me that much more joy? Or will I have enough joy sitting at home on the couch, reading a book or watching TV mm-hmm. and just being like peaceful and calm? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't I know if you get that from maturity and age. I don't know, but I'm yeah, really happy like doing nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, see, okay, that, towards the end, that's where I, I, differ, <laughs> yeah. I differ from George. You lost me. Yeah, uh, but no, to, to what you said, I agree with actually everything. Like, sometimes I don't realize things are on my bucket list until I do it. Yeah. Like, the Great Wall of China, I never, like, that's it's, cool. it's cool, right? It's cool, but was it like, it's on my bucket list, I need to see it? I was like, no, but like, we're going to China, we have to go to the Great Wall. And then we get there and I'm like, this is the coolest thing. It's still to this day the coolest thing I've ever seen in my entire really? life. Really? Mm. So it's like if I hadn't already bad. been there, I'm like, that's on my bucket list, right? But have like, you seen the Eiffel Tower? No, I'm, it's weird. It I'm not sweet? racist, but I just <laughs> don't like the French. Uh, it's pretty cool. I actually were planning to go back. Uh, my girlfriend and I, we want to maybe go to Paris next, this Christmas, winter. See it in, at Christmas. I've seen it in the summer. Yeah. Um, I, I, I want to go to France. I want to go to yeah. Europe. I want to do the like drinking the wine yeah. on a blanket, Eiffel Tower. It's kind of it's cool. It's like I it's cliche. I've done. I've been there. I've had a baguette. Like hung yeah, on my front. Yeah, give me a baguette. Yeah. Give me some coffee. France. It's rosé. We've <laughs> talked about it recently. Like my went when I went, it was my sister and one of her friends, and like I didn't love it at the time. But thinking back on it, I want to give another shock. Because they do think France is pretty cool. Like I've done yeah. Paris and the south of France. I as mean, well. I can't speak a lick of French, so. but. It's it's a cool place. Um, it's a good bucket list. <laughs> I mean, if you want to, if my, if you need a yeah, place to add to your list, my favorite place I've ever been that blew my mind was Petra, um, in Jordan. Yeah, you said that. Oh, okay. Petra. I've seen like again during that through my travels, I got to see like every of the seven wonders that is still around that you can accept, like Atlantis or Babylonia, like the ones that exist, <laughs> the Hanging Gardens of Babylon, whatever. All the ones that are around, I've, yeah. I've seen them. Like I've, it's it's cool. Pyramids, cool. Acropolis, whatever. Petra is the most mind-boggling and mind-blowing place I have ever been in my life. It doesn't make sense, like how it it was built. You can't. I couldn't wrap my head around it because they're, they're structures that are like monolithic structures carved into a mountain. So. Like my head's like, well, what if the guy was carving it and it broke? How did they get or it back made a up? mistake? Like they couldn't make a mistake? Like that doesn't make any sense, which leads me to believe that maybe it wasn't built by me. And that's the same thing like the fucking oh. Great Wall of China. But, <laughs> I do. <laughs> we'll down, take that offline. Yeah, I'm not gonna, I, I could go down that wormhole for a while, but I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I, but I have weird thoughts it's like the Great Wall of China is 20,000 kilometers long. We went with our families too. So when I was traveling- So who do you think built it <laughs> I don't know, but I honestly Slaves. like, okay, I saw it. Like I saw the Petra and I'm like, I even think about this when I see like uh, at the Acropolis, you see like a, you know, statue of like Zeus, let's say the marble is so perfect. And it's like, what happened to the bad one? Like, this is all one piece of marble. What if you broke the nose off? Like they can't glue it on. So how did they make all these things so perfect? Where's the bad stuff? Where's the rough drafts? Where's the Petra rough draft? You know what's crazy? Like, like crazy there's no Petra rough five, draft. Five years. <laughs> the Petra, it's like in a cave somewhere. <laughs> the Petra monastery. So when we were there, the last, there's like a bunch of like, um, there's the treasury, which is the one from Indiana Jones, and there's the tombs, and there's the amphitheater, and the last one, which is like a 10 kilometer walk, is the monastery. Picture standing in front of Scotiabank Arena 
It is that big. Like it's like from Bremner, the Scotiabank Arena, big screen sign end to end. That's how big the monastery is. So that was carved out of rock by human beings. And like seeing that was mind blowing. The point of the story was, if you need a bucket list place to add that, Petra is. Sounds like a good one. Petra's very cool. I'm adding it. Yeah. That's my, that's my recommendation. Tattoo's a little easier and cheaper. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, so. So we're going to scratch one off this year. Yeah. We know we can do that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give um, me some ideas. I mean, we. Um, I want to get one more yeah. thing. That's why I brought you on before we kind of get near it. Um, you are nominated for an award. I don't want to butcher it, so I'm going to let you explain <laughs> what yeah. it is. Um, yeah. So as I came up to two years in remission, which will be next month, I wanted to and part of my bucket list or some of my intentions that I was setting coming into the new year was um, just about giving back to the blood cancer community and I felt like I was in a place to really like step forward not just sharing my experience but doing something about it and funny timing uh, the one of the past hosts of, of or sorry one of the past uh, captains of Toronto FC Stephen Caldwell participated in this campaign with Leukemia Lymphoma Society of Canada. So it's called the Man and Woman of the Year. And it's normally, you know, people in the community that have some sort of tenure, um, either with fundraising or uh, with their careers, and they get nominated to participate. It's a 10-week campaign where you try to raise the most amount of money in Canada. And you compete against a bunch of different cities. Um, in Toronto, there are nine candidates, women and men. So I was nominated by Stephen and the LLSC and obviously said yes to step forward and kind of give back, especially to, you know, the research that that went into the treatment that saved my life. So yeah, we have two weeks left tomorrow. It goes until June 2nd. And uh, I have been raising money for the last eight weeks just around the community. Um, You know, we've been doing a bunch of different events and we have a couple of exciting ones coming up. So that's kind of what I'm up to right now. Yeah. Very cool. I love that. Yeah. Um, It's been busy. (laughs) And uh, what, like, so you go up against nine different uh, individuals. When you... The f- person who is the most is, I guess, nominated wins like the... Wins man of the year and woman of the okay, year. Okay, so in each side. And what is typically like, is the bar, is there like a, let's say over the years, an average bar or does it yeah. fluctuate as to how many, like do people break the bank and raise like tons and tons of money or do you have yeah. like a goal in mind that you need to hit? Yeah, so last year, the man and woman of the year both raised just over $100,000. So that's my Holy goal. Shit. Holy shit. Yeah. <clears throat> that's Together, 100000 or individually? Individually, each of them. Jeez. Oh, mm-hmm. Holy cow. And unfortunately, I can't tell you where I'm at because okay. it's a secret okay. until the finale. Do you feel but like maybe you're... we'll circle back? Maybe we'll do Absolutely. Pals Time Sherry 2.0 and we'll I'll have a tattoo by then and <laughs> I'll tell you how much I raised. Or we'll get a tattoo artist to come on the show and tattoo yeah, you live. Live. Yeah, oh, yeah. That'd be a crazy shit. one. I would do you, do um, <laughs> are you feeling like you feeling good about where it's at? Yeah, like, yeah, I am. It's been very busy, but like so rewarding. And just to see the community step up and uh, one of our main title event, I guess you could call it is it's called Beach Fest. So it's in partnership with One Volleyball which is uh, a league that's here in Toronto Premier League. So the docks in Toronto, Ricky, I don't know if you've walked there, but it's uh, beautiful views. Oh, Great callback. The docks. Oh, 
Sounds yeah, good. Okay, I don't walk that far. A little, little we far. ran by there during <laughs> ran there. Yeah, during okay. the marathon we ran. Yeah. By. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, during the morning Pulsing marathon. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. So yeah, it's a pretty cool, cool venue. There's um, the driving range there for the golfers, and then there's the beach court set up. So we're doing a volleyball tournament on Saturday, May 28th, and all the proceeds are going to my campaign. Um, and it's the weekend before the campaign wraps. So it's kind oh, of our last off push bang, yeah. to really, <laughs> you know, get to that fundraising goal. Um, yeah. So it's like, we still have, so there's a, uh, premier division like the elite division for the pros that are actually good and then there's um so it's premier sixes premier fours and then there's a recreational division for people like me you're gonna be drinking beer listening to the dj just there for a good time uh so we still have some spots left open for that so any athletes in Toronto? How, are you looking for like for a couple teams or anything like that? Listen up, boys now. and girls. Let's go. Well, <laughs> yeah. we can put like Sign we can put up. the link in. Um, send me the info you want to put in. Or what is it made to? Oh, we have a wedding. That's I why I was going to put a team in for us, but we have. Uh, yeah, one of our friends is getting married that day. So sad. Because what time is you, what I time is the love wedding this stuff? For, uh, four stuff. Times the event start. 9 a.m. Swing by for a morning beer. I Bar mean, is open at nine. Honestly, <laughs> we could probably make it happen. I, I did not put two together. She yeah, spoke with well, you. Well, you don't and even have to play. Like you can just come hang out. I mean, we we're trying to get George to DJ at it. We're like, I said, I what are the chances? I, I, I said that you recently sold my DJ equipment. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, I would have been happy to. I know. Yeah, yeah. I love charity sporting events. Are like my thing. Well, yeah. Well, well, like if we come, like we can probably play. Uh, if it starts, what, at if nine, it's at nine, what time is it? Go until like what are the so and and it is like the playoffs are one and done. Um, we're but probably not gonna make it. I have <laughs> yeah. a busted ankle. I'm gonna stand and, with a beer in one hand yeah. and hit the ball. With I the forgot other. the best part. So we're actually the prizes are pretty sick as well. So all of the winners in the division, uh, thanks to the beer store, are winning beer for a year for every per- player on the team and five hundred dollars for the team. Wow, it's a pretty that's crazy legit. prize. Yeah, that's yeah, crazy. I know every so, player on the team beer so, for a year. So it's probably beer, like, what, like beer a two for a, a month or something. I don't know what a beer a year is. It depends. Beer. A beer a day, basically, probably. Yeah, yeah beer a day. Even if it's a beer day, you're going to 365 beers. It's a lot of beers. Just think of all the beers you could have for all of your pals, podcast guests. Yeah, we honestly, we might need that. Won. We have no yeah. sponsor, yeah. no money, <laughs> and we rent got raised. <laughs> couldn't even offer water to our guests or coffee. Or you yeah. might have to go and try really hard. You owe me a beer at um, the city after we, this. <laughs> we should be able to. We have a pod that day, but we can easily cancel that or reschedule that. Like, well, so the rec league, how many are on a team in the rec league? Six. And then you have to have equal amount of girls and guys on the team. That's fine. We can but I, we also have, so anyone who does want to play, like even if they're listening to the pod right now and want wants to reach out, especially in the rec league, we have a bunch of people who want to play but don't have the full team. So we've been like slotting people in on teams. Yeah. Um, and everyone who's coming is, you know, great time there, obviously to give back to an awesome cause. And then even at that event, we have some wicked raffle prizes. So we got Jay's tickets, Toronto FC tickets. Um, yeah, just tons of tons of great stuff. And then for the LLSC as well, there's also an auction happening from March 24th until right up until the campaign ends. So that will be on the LLSC website, LLSC.ca, but I can also send you yeah, yes. that info. What's the link for the volleyball tournament? It's Beach Fest uh, with one volleyball. So, so just Google it? Yeah, you can Google Perfect. it. We'll, I can send we'll, we'll you the link. It, we'll put it in yeah. the... In the uh, We'll put it in the show notes and then we can also, when we share the episode. It's on Facebook too, we'll Beach it Fest. That's why we kind of squeeze this episode in now, obviously. And we're also going to release it fr- Friday, what do we say? 
I can't remember what we said. Anyways, it'll be it's it'll getting be released pretty fast, like the next couple We're of days. <laughs> so that way, whenever George know, remembers wow. to get it, in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm the editor. I'm pretty. Um, I slack a little bit. Um, but yeah, okay. So for team registration, it's I'm assuming I don't want to assume how much is it. <laughs> yeah, so it's uh, two hundred and forty dollars for the team. Okay, and then all the proceeds go to the cause, and then there's a cash bar there that's uh, in support of the docs, obviously for being an awesome host. But um, yeah, you can make a donation, obviously that. You can get a tax receipt on at any time to my page as well. It's Team Sherry for the Man and Woman of the Year with the LLSC. And then the raffle tickets will just be selling there. So it's also going to be a really fun event just to awesome. swing by. And what time does it end? It 9 to 5 p.m. We could probably make if you're it. in the championship, we're not going we're that not far. We're like, listen, <laughs> we're, we're there, we just go to these things for a good time. Bring, yeah. uh, what you can do is actually, no, because it's at Hotel X, the wedding. So it's not like we even need to drive far. Yeah. I'm in. I gotta happen. run by the uh, the GF the and see how she feels about it. But well, I she's yeah. also a participant on the team. She probably yeah, has to play. We need her too. Yeah, yeah her we and need, Danny. We need to start figuring out. My sister could probably play. Your sister could play. She, I don't know if she will because the last time I had my sister come play for us for uh, like a you know charity type event, it was a football like, a football thing, and I threw a pass through and broke her finger, broke her finger, and broke her ring finger. Oh boy. Yeah. It's just been, uh, she doesn't <laughs> like me for that. So anyways, we'll, yeah, we'll, anyways. we'll chat offline. We'll, we'll see if we can get somebody to come out. Sounds good. Um, Thanks. This, this has been, been awesome. Blast. It's been a blast. Yeah. Thanks for having really me. Great catching like up. I, I really cried on the appreciate podcast. it. No, yeah. yeah. It was, uh, it was a fun <laughs> episode. Hope, best of luck with the, uh, with the campaign. We Thank hope you. We uh, are the next woman of the year. And, appreciate uh, it. Best of luck everything. Congrats on almost that two years of, two years. Yeah. Two years. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Awesome. No, thanks for joining us. All right. Cheers, guys. Peace. You like to drink and to smoke to take away the pain. And I don't remember all of my mistakes and every high I got alone.